You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King to talk about the Ole Miss football game where Auburn actually put up some good points and put some good drives together, scored touchdowns, not just field goals, oh, yeah. and won this game. Ben, what's your impressions of this game? AJ, I can I can just hear the excitement difference in your voice from kind of where we've been yeah. to where we are now. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the third quarter of this game. The first half, I was like, we're back at it again, Auburn fans, and something happened at halftime to really really energize this team to come out and put a few consistent consecutive drives together and we're going to a bowl game so i'm excited yeah uh we're we have what we were hoping out of this game uh, an away game win against a team that we should have beat even though after the feelings that you and i had the media even had i'm amazed we're still favorites heading into Ole Miss but same. Our our team proved us wrong, and I'm glad they did. They played like we should have against an Ole Miss team. We had a couple of missed opportunities, but overall, you can't blame the team, especially now that one of the biggest troubles that our defense has had is we just get worn out because we're on the field too much. This game, it was like a almost exactly the same possession time, like 29 and 50 seconds to like 30 and 10 seconds. It was so close. Um, there, I, I'm so glad that our offense actually got things going, um, because that helps the defenses just mojo heading into the following weeks when we're going to need them. Uh, and both sides of the ball are going to need to play very well. Uh, well, it was kind of incredible because in the first half, the only thing we really did well was we held the time of possession. We, we won time of possession. We didn't score necessarily because we had a few drops in the end zone and yeah. whatever else. But we were able to keep our defense off the field for a good bit of it. Yeah. And then I'm sure that helped the defense as well as us starting to score in the second half. Yeah. And one thing to note, I realize we're not bowl eligible yet, but I'm pre-counting Liberty as a win. So <laughs> that's why I said that earlier. Don't yeah, add that. I... <laughs> I think that's a safe assumption right now. Uh, Liberty, yeah, they did beat Troy. Troy's a good team, but Troy didn't have their starting quarterback. He was out with an injury. I, we, we've got this. Um, we're going to beat Liberty at the end of the season in between the two biggest games of our season right now um, that are coming up, Georgia and Alabama. And I'm going to throw something out there. If we continue to play like we did in the second half of the full game, we will beat Georgia. You have a good fighting chance against Georgia. Georgia, yep. Georgia compared to Alabama has lots of chinks in its armor that we can definitely exploit. What did you think of our offense this game when we put up those three consecutive scoring drives? It's been a long time since we've actually scored two consecutive touchdowns in a row. It was it was a lot of what Gus had said in the post game. We got the run game going, and one of the things that I was like incredibly happy for is Booby got the start in this game. I'm not sure how many times he's actually started prior, but a lot of times our first few runs are very, very stagnant, I guess, to to put it 
maybe nicely. Yeah. And it's just losing a down in pregames. And I, I realize that Ole Miss is probably one of the worst defenses we're going to face besides maybe Tennessee that we did not perform well against. But that aside, the running game really started going. And that wasn't necessarily because of the defense as much as I think it's just the talent and Booby kind of moving into that role. And hopefully he's not injured, and thankfully having a bye week, he'll be able to recover. But man, I, I've been saying this, and, and one of the first plays, in fact, our first play from scrimmage in this game was a short pass. And we did it a few times, not as much as I would have liked, but I think we opened up a lot of the run game because of being able to pass a little bit more efficiently. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's very easy to say that after watching this game. When we put up so many yards on running uh, on on the run game uh we had 46 runs this whole game versus only 22 passes um and those 46 included some stidham scrambles but even still we we changed the script a little bit we decided to run the ball a lot more because we knew we could against an Ole Miss rush defense that is the worst in the SEC in defending the run we did a great job exploiting that. We even used. I was very happy to see all of the court uh, of the running backs minus Asa Martin. Still don't know where he is. Seems like he's true. Done something really bad to piss off Gus and maybe he fumbles in practices or something. <laughs> Which is that missing persons report <laughs> that uh, Clint put out? It's still active. So <laughs> yeah, um, Asa. I don't know where he's been. Um, and we got to see one guy that I was hoping we would use, and he seemed to be very effective, Malik Miller. Malik oh, Miller, yeah. especially in the goal line situations, he was just what we needed and got two touchdowns on two touches. Uh, yeah. How great of a like stat is that at the beginning of the game? Do you remember uh, when the Carolina Panthers had Mike Tolbert? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. That is our Malik Miller. <laughs> I'll take Where it. he just comes in to steal the touchdown away from whoever's the starting running back. I know. And, and that's great because he's, <laughs> he's fantastic in the goal line situation. Yeah. I just I just hurt for people like Booby. Should have had a touchdown. I mean, that's kind of his fault either way. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was his fault. But I want there to be some good touchdown stats to back that up. Um, like the hard play that booby had even though he did fumble it on the end zone again and uh don't know how that happens uh, there's some sort of mental thing there maybe i don't know he was afterwards he was laying on the ground he yeah was like, son of a land shark uh-huh. yeah <laughs> he was but it it's kind of crazy to have the ball popped out of your hand entering the the goal line yeah as he walks in the end zone type deal two weeks in a row yeah, very odd. But what what a good play to follow that up. That was Schwartz who picked that up, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, correct. And that was, okay, so I think it was the drive previous, or if it wasn't, it was like two drives previous, that Schwartz should have gotten the touchdown, and yet they didn't call it a touchdown. That was such a weird call uh, because he didn't step out of bounds, had the ball over the goal line, and yet didn't get the touchdown. And Auburn did like a hurry up, no huddle, like, then punched in the next play mm-hmm. still wish Schwartz had gotten the touchdown on that kind of gave it to him. <laughs> he at least got a stat for a touchdown in this game yeah. because of booby fumbling it. <laughs> uh, 
what did you make out of Stidham's play? I mean, he he seemed to have better poise. He, I first, uh, I, I thought he did a pretty good job when he needed to make the good zone read option kind of things. He he seemed to make good decisions. What well, was he what wasn't was your... pressured as bad. Yes, like he was able to stay in the pocket, and when he's in the pocket, he's an excellent quarterback. Absolutely, and the commentators game even kept on harping on it. Well, yeah, I mean, we've been saying it all season long. Yeah. Yeah, he does not need to roll out. Mm-hmm. If anything, he should just throw it away before yeah. having to roll out. Yeah, because when he rolls out, he makes bad decisions and he throws erratic passes, mm-hmm. and they go who knows where. Yeah, he can't control it when he's moving, mm-hmm. but when he's in, when he's under center in the pocket, somewhere in the mix where he's able to step into the pass without being mobile, he's great. And that is why he's going to be very good in the NFL with pro-style offenses. We don't yeah. run a pro-style offense. That's kind of his his one issue with the team. But I, I did find it interesting that we brought up Malik Miller for a couple plays. Or uh, not Malik Miller, Malik Willis. I mean, Willis, yeah. What, okay, what so did you think of that? I, I mean, we thought going into this game that Willis would get some playing time, but it would uh-huh. probably be because Stidham would make a mistake and then almost to punish him put Willis in there for a drive or two and we use Willis and just the read pass op- or yeah, read pass option kind of thing. Like what are we doing here? And just yeah, takes it either takes it or pat it gives it to the running back. I mean, it wasn't anything fancy. I don't know why we used him in there other than just to say, Hey Stidham, we, we do have another quarterback. Yep. Maybe, maybe that's well, that what was, he needed. That was in the second quarter, wasn't it? I think so. I feel like it was, and then he came out and was lights out in the third quarter. Yeah, it was the second quarter, correct. So I'm going to say that Gus listened to the podcast, <laughs> and he did what he what we said. Good job, Gus. Yeah. Uh, and you saw, I mean, Stidham put up some decent stats, almost a 10-yard pass average, uh, 13 for 22, over 200 yards of passing, and a touchdown pass. I'm pretty pleased with his play, but... Do we really learn a whole bunch from when he's under pressure and what he does? Not so much. Uh, but if anything, this is a this is a game that gives him some confidence, gives the wide receivers a little bit more confidence. Hopefully, if they can look past those two touchdown passes that we dropped that were right <laughs> on the money from Stidham. I know. They, it was actually good passes. Yeah. Yeah. So, to, uh, who was it? Slayton and then Seth Williams. Both of those should have been caught. Um and then even, or not Seth Williams, sorry, uh, Anthony Schwartz. Okay. In that end zone. Um, it, man, so, so clutch uh, when Sidham needs to be to pass the ball right now. Um, when he's not under pressure. But when he is under pressure, oh my gosh. Um, I don't know what to do with him. I okay. hope we bring in a tight end type player and even play another lineman as a tight end yeah. in the bye week and get ready because... <laughs> I'm not going to say Texas A&M has a very good defense, but both Georgia and Alabama do. Mm-hmm. We need to practice that. Hey, I use, think it's worth it. I mean, use, three wide receivers is better than, you know, not getting a pass off. Yeah. Uh, okay, so before this game, they were kind of criticizing Gus for having very predictable play calling. How do you view it after watching this game? Uh, I think we definitely... Well, the the thing is is that it's Ole Miss. So, predictable or not, a, a lot of it was still running. It, it was. We didn't really switch it up. We just 
executed better. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, which... I guess is kind of what Gus has been saying all year. But at the <laughs> yeah. same time, the I think it was just the talent wise, not necessarily the play calling that helped. I didn't see anything special in play calling. Did you? The only thing that I did notice that was a little bit different, we had four and five wideout sets that we don't always do. And we feel like we did that a little bit more. We played different running backs in different situations. I mean, we even used Sean Shivers multiple times. That I'm so, and, and we use tons of freshmen too. Like you add all three of those in, and that gave us a little something extra that Gus was kind of hinting at. We're going to add the, a, you know, a tweak to what we were going to do, what we did against in the previous games, but now we're going to tweak it even more and do something against Ole Miss. And I'm glad we did. Um, there's still people who are that are going to be all up Gus's butt about getting that ridiculous <laughs> buyout. But I mean, you kind of have to look at what he did last season and people disagree. They they think it's so short-sighted because he he won the big games last season. No, he you, got you to look at that passion. You got to look at the personal <laughs> penalty, personal foul. Yeah. What what was it? Uh, unsportsmanlike conduct? Yeah, unsportsmanlike conduct. On and we had just committed a holding call. Offensive line had a holding call and we had a great run up the middle, maybe for like 20 yards that got called back because of that holding call, which probably I looked at it this afternoon about four times. Maybe I'm missing it, but I honestly didn't see the holding call. (laughs) I guess I have the right to be. How did he break that? Yeah. There has to be holding. Yeah. Uh, No, the thing is though, I mean, for Gus's, Gus's point of view or whatever, I don't necessarily care if he could have been arguing against something that was completely wrong. The fact that he was against something that was right, good for him. But the reaction of the players, like any type of doubt that anyone on that team had, was completely nullified when he got that penalty. Mm -hmm. Like go back, there's there's a a video on YouTube that I found that is like the sideline view of watching Gus like rant rave or whatever. Yeah, and then all the players like see him like Cody Burns is like turn around he's like oh gosh this is crazy <laughs> and the ref comes over and throws the flag at him and he's he's like hollering at the ref and then uh he starts walking it off and all the players on the sideline clap <laughs> they all applaud Gus that's good it's it was fantastic yeah and even some of the players were asked after the fact have you seen this side of Gus Malzahn and most of them said I've seen it once or twice in practice but never in a game that yep. he got this pissed. Uh, and, of course, Gus, being the guy he is, he was asked after the game, didn't cuss. He didn't say anything that, <laughs> like, drop some four-letter words on the refs to get that unsportsmanlike. He was just pissed. And yep. probably said a little too much. The ref's like, shut, shut your mouth. It's okay. Um, <laughs> you're winning right now. And he's like, no, call the foul on me. Like <laughs> In the... In the press conference, he was like, that he was asked, did you maybe uh, drop out a swear there? And he was like, nope. No. <laughs> no cuss guts, like, man. My, my players need to be fought for. I'm going to fight for my players. <laughs> I was like, wow, go to, good good job, Gus. Way I'm to go. I'm glad he did. And, and the guys were playing so hard for him. And I was like, you, you hit on something good. This, this game, they executed a lot higher than they have in previous games. Like, there were almost every single play, something that would go wrong. And yet this game, 
everything every single player seemed to be doing what they needed to to make the play go right that's what we need as almost a confidence booster hey when you're in these situations get this guy do this assignment whatever it is i was very glad that happened one guy that i i think we just need to just put a huge congratulatory uh note out there for is booby that guy 170 yards best game of his career he even had that left one receiving touchdown yeah (laughs) i mean how great of a game was that and he played so physical and yet we know how much he was beaten up with his shoulder and just other other injuries plaguing him yeah, the ailments is one thing, but then just watching the way he runs right now. Yeah. His patience to let all the blocks get formed before he runs, that's incredible. That's so far above where he should be as a freshman mm-hmm. that just imagine him in a year. Yeah. Like, this is, I'm just getting ahead of myself, but so exciting. And then some of his, like, side shuffles that he does, yep. like, out in the open. Mm-hmm. He made multiple people miss him. Yeah. And that's incredible. And he even, okay, on that long run uh, that I think he pulled up a little uh, banged up or something, he ran between two defensive backs, or maybe it was a defensive back and a a safety. Like, beat those two guys out. (laughs) This guy has the speed to beat out those kind of guys, or maybe he just had a better angle than they did. Um, Either way, I... I was so happy he did so well, minus that fumble on the goal line. That needs to be fixed. I don't know yeah. what the fix is for it other than put two hands on the ball every single time you go across the goal line. I feel <laughs> no like no matter where you are. He goes he goes full throttle and then runs out of gas as he's approaching the end zone. Yeah. And uh, it's like when he when he gets within five yards, he just needs to put both hands on the ball. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And just like grip it like a baby. Yeah. Yeah, because it's always like, I guess he just relaxes for a second, and then the defender goes and punches it out of his hand. Yeah, and that defender saw the ball, punched it, and uh, so glad we didn't have some sort of weird fluke where they turned over and got the ball. Because this one, unlike Mississippi State, was a true fumble before you cross the line. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, okay, we, we've done a great job with running backs, and I'm so glad we got this game going. We got to prove ourselves against A&M in a couple weeks. And then, of course, Georgia and Alabama. It gives us some hope. Really hope Booby is able to – I mean, it really kind of reminded me a lot of when Carrion pulled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was last year. And you're thinking, oh, Yeah, near crap. the end of the season. Uh, he's he's He just pulled a hammy. And maybe it was two years ago. But either way, I I, I just – my heart dropped, just sunk because – but like we've said before, it's hard to think without Booby, we really don't have that much of a run game. And I want to see him come back. Um, thankfully, we have this bye week. Maybe that gives him some some extra rest. But he was in a lot of pain when he came off the field um, after that. I'm just hoping he's he's going to be fine. I'm just thinking cramps. Maybe. I mean, he when, played his heart out. That was, when you, at that point, 170 yards against some tough – just tough sledding uh, on the run game. Yeah. When you run that much on the, for the majority of the game. Yeah. He's got to be tired. He's got to be feeling it. So, I'm, I'm hoping the hope. same thing. Uh, what did you make of our wide receiver play? Had a couple big drops from Schwartz and Slayton. 
But overall, the wide receivers seem to be doing pretty good for this game. Yeah, I uh, I was not happy about those drops. There were also a couple small, like short pass drops, which I was not happy about either. Because true, true. Those are the plays that we need to make every time. Make those a hundred percent of the time. Yep. And, and there then, was at least one or two where it was definitely on Stidham, threw it behind Ryan Davis correct. once. But some of those guys, but it when hits he your leads hands. you correctly, yeah, you've got to make that play. Mm-hmm. Like that is an easy, easy pitch and catch. Yeah. And bes- besides those couple, I mean, when you have 13 receptions for 215 yards, mm-hmm. you can't complain too much. Yeah. And when we didn't have to pass a whole bunch and just run the ball. We didn't have to rely on it, but gave us some good balance uh, because we were we were able to beat a lot of their DBs. And oh my gosh, I love Anthony Schwartz. His running after he catches the uh, after he catches anything or is just doing a speed sweep. Dear goodness, that guy is hard to take down. Would have never thought a guy that's a track star would be this good and hard to take down. But oh my gosh. Um, yeah, he uh, he challenged Ty Hill. He did. The Kansas City Chiefs. He's the fastest guy in the NFL right now. Yep. But once Schwartz goes there, no longer will that be. True. Schwartz's fastest time is a few milliseconds less. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, it's it's very close. Um, and that that's impressive. Um, I I want to see that foot race. Um, and I'm with how much hype that's already gotten, uh, because of Schwartz reaching out to him. It's probably going to happen, and there's going to be some good coverage on it. Uh, what did you make of Darius Slayton? He seems to be this this uh, older guy that seems to be not so great, but then also great at the same time. Like, Where do you put Darius Slayton's play where you thought it would be at the beginning of the season versus now? Uh, I expected Darius Slayton to play more like Seth Williams and vice versa. <laughs> I can see that. So I feel like the freshman is playing better than – what is Slayton? Is he a, a junior or a senior? Uh, he's a he, junior. Yeah, I believe he's a junior because we didn't have so, any senior wide receivers. Well, yeah. yes, I believe so. I think Slayton's like the most well, tenured. Ryan Davis is, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Ryan Davis is a senior? Yeah, correct. So second most tenured. Yeah. Slayton just hasn't, he's, all right, so there's been a few times where he's pulled up and everything, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. The passes were probably outthrown, but in this game, he had a couple drops that he never should have dropped. Like when it hits you in the hands or between the numbers. Yeah. And there's no one around you. Yeah. There's no excuse. Yeah. And the one good catch that I remember was he was in the red zone. Um, came, I mean, this was a big play. Stood him through it a little high, jumps up, and then he comes down with it for a first down. Yep. Um, he did some good things. Um, Still just not up to what I was expecting. Again, like you got, you make a good comparison. I was expecting Seth Williams and Darius Slayton's performances to be swapped. Um, it's It seems to be like we have the freshmen, and I'm glad Gus is using them um, over and over just because he's, he's learning these guys can play. They have talent. Why are we going to waste the red shirt on them um, when we can get a lot of action out of them and – I mean, even last game, we had so many freshmen touch the ball. And then against Ole Miss, too, tons of freshmen touched the ball and got us tons of yards. Uh, anything else about offense before we move on to defense? 
I'm just glad that we came out and uh, in the second half put together consistent drives that really built up the confidence of this team. Yeah, so true. And it seemed like a lot of the plays seemed to go our way, and that's kind of hard to say when you've seen so many games this season alone that have been just bad calls against Auburn or when we fumble the ball, it goes to the other team's hands. This time we had three fumbles. All of them came right back into Auburn's hands. Uh, we had that block field goal from Marlin. Uh, just lots of good things that I was glad ended up. It's kind of like the whole analogy of flipping a coin. You get a 50-50 shot of whether it goes one way or another. And it seemed like a lot of times that went Auburn's way. Uh, and then, and sometimes those those kind of plays need to happen. Um, yeah. On on defense, we did a fantastic job, um, and I was so glad to see. Even though we were we were worn out from the previous couple games, we still had the passion. Guys, obviously, are hurt. Um, we even had uh, one of our key defensive backs out um, with uh, who was it? Uh, Denson, yeah, Jeremiah Denson. Yep. Um, Smoke Monday was in place. Yeah, and I was glad we were able to fit him in, um, even though what, three minutes in the game has the targeting call. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I would have kicked him out. Ah, man. he You can't leave to the crown of your head like that. I realize he hit him with his shoulder and whatever. He but did. It just was the, too close. You got to keep your head up. Yeah. At least act like you are. Yeah. So yeah. I, we were lucky to get him... To get that call re- reversed because that doesn't so happen true. very often. Yeah, it does not. In today's culture, with the targeting, it's very rarely overturned. Uh, and even it was funny. So Jeremiah Denson, after the game, because he had to sit in the locker room for the first half, um, he got asked like, "How was that sitting in the locker room watching it on an iPad?" Uh, and he he said, "Well, as soon as I saw that play, I pulled up a chair next to me and had that ready for Smoke Monday." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, he thought it was a targeting, too. Yep. <laughs> Somehow did not get that. And that was, again, one of the calls that got called our way. Uh, Auburn's defense held Ole Miss. When they got inside the 20, they scored – or it got inside the 20 four times and only resulted in three field goals. That block field goal that we had from Marlin and then also that touchdown at the very end of the game, uh, whatever, like – that is a great number um, and showing how good our defense can be against a really high-powered offense of Ole Miss. And what was our fear? Our DBs are going to get burnt from wide receivers. Did yep. you see that very much this game? Well, when they did, we immediately grabbed onto the guy and just committed <laughs> pass interference. And I was all for it. I was Me like, yes, too. <laughs> if you get beat – Give him a bear hug. Yeah. Give him an old Ole Miss black bear hug. Yeah. Just take him to the ground. Like, <laughs> it's not the NFL. They're not going to get a spot penalty. It's 15 True. yards. If you get beat, don't give up the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Make it count. And yeah. my man, I, I, Jarvis That's Davis. exactly what we needed to do. <laughs> yeah. That, he did it a few times, and yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, I, I think our DBs played exceptional with – the talent of wide receivers, like the the commentators kept talking about how physical both sides were playing and how much hand fighting was going on. And yet how many pass interferences did we get called for? Maybe one or two. Um, wasn't a whole bunch. Um, just guys were playing each other. Um, 
And it almost, it, I think it almost helped with all that hand fighting. They got the wide receivers a little bit off. They were still able to make a ton of completions. But when they can't do what they're used to being able to do, which is usually high point the ball, because Auburn's players are just clawing at them, for lack of a better term. And we did a great job of keeping them and even having a ton of pass breakups. Um, I'm, I'm very happy with how the DBs played. Um, even the I mean linebackers, they just... Even with how mobile their quarterback was, and yeah, yep. he did end up getting uh, what was that like forty three yards. I'll I'll give it to him. With I was how, expecting more. Yeah, I was expecting something like a Mississippi State where he puts up over a hundred yards on us uh, because of how mobile he was. And guess what? Kevin Steele doing his thing again and showing we can change up our defense to whatever the heck offense that you have, and we're gonna just. We're going to do our thing, and even though you still have a ton of yards put up on us at the end of the day, over 400 yards, you only have 16 points to show for it, and really only nine of those because the last seven were in that junk garbage time. Yep. Uh, what did you make of, I mean, the linebacker and DB play? I mean, linebackers were coming after their quarterback all day long. I mean, even from, like, the get-go, we had a freshman. Isn't isn't sure what a freshman yeah, just yeah. come out mm-hmm. of nowhere mm-hmm. and throw the quarterback on the ground, which was great. <laughs> so good. And you you watch the replay. I think the they replayed it a few times because of how good it was. He both guys shoot the a gap right beside the center, and Sherwood comes unblocked, just throws the guy down. I don't even think the quarterback had a a second to think before Sherwood is hitting him right in the numbers, taking him down for the sack. And, and that really set the pace for the entire game. Yeah, and that was a third down. And, and still, golly, he is throwing the blitzes third down and making them effective, either getting to the quarterback or causing the quarterback to make errant throws. Yeah, front seven outperformed like they usually do. Yeah. And uh, DBs held up, so I thought it was a fantastic defensive performance all the way around. Yeah. And even Deshaun Davis. Let's give him a ton of credit. Oh, my gosh. That man, every game we've talked about him. Every I game. He's led the team in tackles like almost every game this I, year. I, I want to go back and look at that. It's, I'd have to. It's so many. And this game was one of those. He led the team with 13 tackles. He had a tackle for loss, um, and he even had a pass deflection. Uh, he knew what Ole Miss was doing on offense and stepped into the gaps when he needed to or batted down the ball when he knew it was going to be um, headed towards the guy that was in his direction. That guy just, even though we know he's hurt and like he, he has done such a great job of playing up to what we expect out of a defense at Auburn um, and leading this team. I mean, he keeps leading the team week in and week out showing that even when he's injured, he's able to, just make tons of tackles and get in where he needs to. Um, were there any other guys that really stood out to you on defense uh, for this game? Uh, well, one of my picks that I just continue to watch is Javaris Davis. Uh, he had one pass interference called on him, Correct. which I thought was great. And then he had a few other pass blocks. They they seemed to pick on him a lot, and I don't know why. True. But he played very well. Yeah, he had two pass breakups. 
Uh, and even so, he he normally plays like nickelback, but because of injuries and uh, just because Denson was out, they had to shift some guys around. Um, and Javaris had to play some cornerback. He got picked on a little bit, um, but still had those great plays. Um, I mean, he's he's our Davis watch right now. Um, yep. And he's doing a great job. Um, there's there's also okay, the other guy that I was kind of like keeping an eye on. And he did extremely well. Was uh, Noah Igbenogany, and he had two pass breakups too. Um, he did have one play where I was like, "Oh my gosh, that should have been pass interference." The yep, Ole Miss fans were were booing. Um, don't know again. One of those. What were the refs calling? I don't know. I mean, happy that it didn't get called, but still, um, he even laid that huge hit on a wide receiver, and then the wide receiver dropped it. This guy was playing his heart out. Um, the He's only, definitely coming into the role. Yes. Which is really good to see. This is the time. Yeah. Going from um, a playmaker on offense to now a defensive back and starting and playing. And even when your guy and when they're picking on you, he's he's standing up to the challenges. Um, he did have one missed tackle, but considering how physical those wide receivers are, I... I'll, I'll give him a break there. Um, and you know what? Coach is going to look at him and be like, you missed that. Don't make it. Don't let it happen again. Um, yep. There's going to be some good accountability there. Uh, what did you make of our special teams? We had the punt block or kick block. Um, Andres Carlson subpar again. Um, we put him in a couple long situations. Um, punting game ended up being pretty good. Um, we averaged uh, we're right around like what was it forty five yards uh, per punt, um, yep. and then even Ryan Davis. I mean, I think he did pretty good um, on punt returns. I mean, though he just had to catch the ball a few times and bear catch it. Um, overall, what was your your read on the off on the special teams? Uh, I still think that Australian Aaron is our MVP on special teams right now. Even though, I mean. Maybe Marlon Davidson is now three weeks in a row with a blocked <laughs> field goal. They are uh, maybe the defensive side of special teams versus the, would would you say maybe they're both? I don't know. It's between the two of who has MVP of special teams. Hmm. Uh, Marlon Davidson's more athletic when it comes <laughs> yeah. to. For a big the, guy, he's way more athletic. The, it, it's crazy that he's able to do that. Our special teams, to look at where it was for the past four years to see where it is this year mm-hmm. night and day yeah i mean besides anders and his you know terrible placement of uh field goals yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blame him completely because i'm sorry if if we can't get anywhere within 40 yards then we shouldn't be putting him out there right now yeah and even i, I ran a poll on twitter because i was curious if you were a coach, and this is a question. I, what is the maximum that you would let Anders kick? And most people on Twitter said 40 yards. I would say maybe you can push it 45. Uh, I mean, he up until today, he was good from 40 to 45 or 40 to 49. He was two for two, but then he missed two this game. Uh, and then anything from 50 plus, he's one for eight. He's not looking great, and he's a freshman. I just don't want to shoot his confidence as in his freshman year 
to get I – mean, you got to have the guy next year come back. And he's coming back next year. He's going to be our kicker next year and have him think that he can make these because I'm just, a lot of kicking is confidence. I'm trying to remember back to Daniel Carlson. When he was a freshman, I don't think we were making him kick eight plus yarders by midseason. Mm, probably like, not. That's We're just – we're asking too much from this kid. Yeah. And it's not his fault that he's not delivering. His numbers look like garbage. But yeah. so does his areas of which to kick the ball. Mm-hmm. The fact that we've been very stagnant on offense up until this game is the full reason of why he's performed poorly. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely put some pressure on Gus and choosing to kick very, very long field goals for him. I mean, you put any freshman in a situation, unless it's a game-winning field goal, plus 50 yards, it's kind of rare for kickers to be kicking that long as a freshman. And yep. sure, they can make it um, in practice. I just don't think he right now, maybe it's the the chemistry between the snapper, holder, kicker. I don't know if that's it. It just seems like he's not being a consistent kicker. It would be one thing if he's like missing it always to the left, missing it always to the right. He's kicking it too low. He's doing everything. Uh, It's all over the place. And that's not good for a kicker. When he misses, it's like a bad miss. Yeah. Really bad miss. It's like 20 yards to the right or left. Yeah. It's not like it just comes close and then is on the outside or hits the upright or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's nowhere close. Like the ball almost goes in the opposite direction type of miss. Yeah. Um I I okay, what if you were Gus right now, what or if you could say anything to Gus right now, what would you have in the game plan for as far as kicking the ball with Andres Carlson? Uh I'd say I don't know what you're seeing in practice, but you need to do more live and bring the heat. Like put put Marlon Davidson up in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Like if if Anders can kick a 50-yarder over Marlon Davidson, then yeah, let's do it in a game. But if he can't, <laughs> then don't do it in a game. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's a good thing. And, and even some of these, if we are on the opposite side of the field, we're, about, we're, we're driving down, and it's less than five yards, it's either we punt the ball or we go for it, is my opinion. Unless it's under a 40 or 45-yard range. I wouldn't give him anything past that at this point unless it's at the very end of the game. And if we go for it, it better not be a QB draw. No, it better not be. Um, That's the stupidest play to run on like a third or fourth and five, which we've done a couple times this year. Uh, How did you think? Okay, so you're you're very harsh on Ryan Davis last week. Do you still hold the ball? Yeah. Do you like what's your grading on him this week? Uh, I'll give him a C. He passed. Okay. He didn't do anything special. He didn't drop the ball. Yeah. He passed. He did. He did. All I want him to do is pass, though, so C is good for him. <laughs> that's good. So that's fine. Yeah. Just haul it in. Don't have it, you know, tr- bop off your your chest or hands or hit the yeah. ground, roll around, go over your head. True. He did good. True. He did much better than he I can't complain. Tennessee. Uh. Any other thoughts before we move on to uh, talking about uh, the next week and the week following that? Uh, it's good to have a win, man. <laughs> <laughs> so true. This was a this was a must win game 
because if we couldn't beat Ole Miss, I didn't think we could win another game until Liberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we were able to put together consistent drives, I feel a lot better going into a, a very difficult Texas A&M game mm-hmm. and then taking on Georgia and later on Alabama. So yeah. uh, we'll see kind of what the bye week does for our production and, and healing. We definitely need it. It's a good time to have it. Very much. I but, mean, it's as good a time as any. I mean, it could if I had had any wish, it would have been any earlier, but I'll take it when we have it. Yeah, well... After a win is a is a good time. I'm it just is. glad it wasn't like after Tennessee or something like that. Can you imagine? <laughs> mm. That would have been terrible. That would have been two weeks of sad fans, Gus terrible. not getting any sleep. Uh, People probably saying none of our team getting forty sleep. million dollars or whatever. Yeah, and that would have given more time to get people to figure out oh now let's see if we can get this money together before he can get out on the field again figure out how much money that truly is and how stupid (laughs) we are to be talking about that it's still so stupid um i mean okay you still have the question of who do you put in there that's gonna be better than gus malzahn no Uh, one right now nobody exactly even look at erwin meyer we're not hiring that fool no i would (laughs) the only person that i would actually want which would not happen can you imagine getting Mike Leach? Oh, I wow. watch I watch College Game Day, and he's the coach over at Washington State. He is hilarious. He is hilarious, and he does a pretty good job of coaching his players. He doesn't seem like a bad. I pick. don't want him. I want to keep Gus. Yeah, but way to go, Washington State. At least <laughs> they're good this year. But even yeah. if they were bad, just having a coach like that is it's pretty funny. True, that is very funny. Keeps it entertaining. Yeah, even going into uh the wedding season that i just went through he had a great speech to one of the reporters that asked him a funny question at the end he's like hey any advice on going into the engagement and the wedding and he was like stay out of the way let the woman do their thing your mom's gonna go crazy your wife's gonna go crazy your mom's wife is gonna go crazy like like these are like the crazy like everybody all the females are gonna go crazy and you're just like what are you saying this for real? <laughs> like, I don't know how to feel about this. Um, but yeah, he, he's just a funny guy. You can ask him off the wall questions like that and he'll just go off. Um, he'd be a fun one. He'd be like a less miles. Um, just give a spurrier type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, let's, let's talk about the bye week because this, this bye week very much needed. What do you want to get out of this? Uh, I I want some healing. I want to make some consistent play calling. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit of changes. Maybe bring in some of those wrinkles that we're known for. Not stupid. I don't want stupid wrinkles. I want good ones. But maybe a little bit of disguising is really all I want with the plays. Yeah. Uh, We didn't really see that 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 I saw against Ole Miss. I could pretty much tell what we were going to do when we just executed correctly versus running into a brick wall. I, I really attribute that because of... The, t- the caliber of, of players that we were against, not necessarily good play calling at this point. That's still something that I think when we play Texas A&M, Georgia, Alabama, is going to be kind of our downfall. If we can improve on that this week and get some players healed up, I think we'll have a pretty good shot in the back half of the season. Yeah. Um, the healing is number one in my books. Uh, followed very closely by keeping the defensive mojo going and keeping the offense together. 
they need to be as tight as possible at this point. Uh, there seemed to be before this game, a lot of maybe some guys not playing a hundred percent this week seemed to be like most guys were playing their hearts out and even some running backs. I mean, specifically Booby playing very injured, um, and yet giving his heart, uh, and leaving it all on the field. Uh, that's, that's the heart that you want to see out of your offense. Uh, there's, there's some good things and, uh, that this bye week can give us, um, where we're, we'll do a preview of the next game against Texas A&M, uh, come next week. Uh, so keep your ear out for that. Uh, we're, we're not doing it right now where we won't do it this week because who knows, uh, a lot can happen, happen in a, in a seven day time frame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a great time for Auburn to rest up and, reevaluate some of the things that they've been doing um, because goodness knows heading into the amen corner uh, is going to be really tough. Um, and we need to give A&M a good fight in a couple weeks. Um, even if we, we keep it close, I'll, I'll be a happy man. Really? When you look at kind of what we have for the rest of the year, all we can do is play spoiler and the next three teams we play that are SEC teams are in the top 25. True. Texas and A&M Alabama, is not dropping out before. Nope, there's no way. Georgia's not dropping out before. Mm-hmm. They might drop, but they're not dropping out. True. Alabama's going to stay number one until we beat them. Mm-hmm. If we beat them. Probably won't. <laughs> we could. We could. There's if, always a chance. Yeah. If if Tua gets hurt and you know a, a meteor takes out half their team, I don't know. <laughs> uh, not hoping for that. Just saying. Yeah, um, definitely looking forward to the bye week and uh, all of the healing that comes from that. And then we'll talk about the Ole Miss, or the not the Ole Miss game, the uh, Texas A&M game uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, a little bit later. Uh, but we're excited for it. And uh, Ben, before we go, do you want to give the people your social media contacts so they can uh, get in t- contact with you about all of their angry tweets? Oh yeah, uh, you can at me at. Captain Plainsman on Twitter and find me anywhere on the social media webs at BENK1NG. Yeah, Captain Plainsman is live this year for real. And uh, you can find me at AJAY, JAY underscore on Twitter. It's always great to be on Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?